And good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Looking forward to the next hour. It's going to be a great time taking your calls, questions, and comments about the Bible, Christianity, prayer requests. 303-690-3000. That's the number. You just heard it, but... Uh, maybe you didn't catch it. 303-690-3000 is the number to call no matter where uh, you're located uh, throughout the country. Appreciate all of you listening in uh, up and down the Front Range, Colorado and Wyoming. Grace FM listeners, welcome to you. And of course, all our Truth FM listeners in Kentucky, North Carolina and Tennessee. And our Hope FM listeners in the Northeast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, you're always well represented. Welcome to all of you. So glad uh, you can all join us. One number to call for all of you, 303-690-3000. If you prefer to text, uh, that's a different number, 720-336-0897 is the text line, 720-336-0897. Do me a favor, give me a short one-sentence text with your question or prayer request. We'll do our best to answer it as many of those as we can, some uh, even on the air as time permits, uh, but uh, always love to interact with you that way. But I'd love to have you join me uh, on the air again, 303-690-3000 if you want to uh, uh, join us. And uh, checking out here, we've got some listeners uh, on the uh, Grace FM uh, app and also the uh, gracefm.com from uh, overseas uh, international listeners. I, I, I lose track of, uh, you know, sometimes we start thinking in terms of, you know, uh, physical radio stations uh, in this country. But of course, with the beauty of the internet uh, and technology, we've had uh, listeners in South Korea. Welcome to you, Germany, Trinidad and Tobago uh, recently as well. So, and probably many other places. So appreciate all of you. Uh, Canada, just uh, our, our northern uh, neighbor as well. Appreciate all of you uh, listening uh, in, in those parts as well and any other parts that I didn't mention. And of course, you're welcome to call as uh, you are able, 303-690-3000, or if it's easier to text, 720-336-0897. Again, I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And if you're going to be in the area, uh, if you live in the area or you're going to be traveling to the area, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, several times that you can do that uh, for service anyway. Next opportunity will be Sunday morning, 9 or 10.45 a.m. You can get uh, directions and a reminder of those service times at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. We're located in the heart of Parker, Parker Road and Main Street, if you're familiar with the area. Uh, if you're nowhere near Parker or you're just... Uh uh, want to take advantage online, uh, you can do that from anywhere in the world, calvarychapelparker.com. Services, audio, video through the entire Bible available for you to stream or download. Uh, at your leisure, just pick a book, uh, chapter and verse, and, and go through the Bible with us. Uh, or join us, as I said, in person. If Sunday doesn't work, you can join us for prayer Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. You can join us Wednesday uh, for service uh, at 7 p.m. Children's ministry and youth ministry available uh, on uh, Wednesday evenings as well. We have a young adults ministry, empty nesters, 
uh, ministry, women's ministry, a lot of different things uh, going on that you can take advantage of at the church. And we'd love to uh, get you connected with our fellowship uh, if you're looking for uh, a church home or just a place uh, to visit when you're going to be in the area. So uh, look us up and uh, calvarychapelparker.com and come on out and introduce yourself uh, when you're out uh, with us. Love to meet you. As I said, next opportunity, Sunday 9 or 10, 45 a.m. as we worship the Lord and study. We'll be continuing this Sunday, a message entitled, My Cup Runs Over, uh, from Psalms 21 through 23. And of course, uh, if you caught that, the 23rd Psalm before we went on the air, just spending some time in the 23rd Psalm. It's a short Psalm, but it is probably the most famous of the Psalms. And I would say the most famous poem of all, any kind of poetry, you know, spiritual or secular, uh, where we talk about uh, and see the Lord as our shepherd and the benefits uh, to those who make uh, the Lord their shepherd, who yield uh, to the Lord as their shepherd. So we'll be looking at that on Sunday morning. I can't wait uh, for that. I'm really excited for that. And if you want to catch last Wednesday's message, um, of course, Psalm 23 uh, and Psalm 21, 22, 23, Psalms of David uh, on Wednesday nights, we're looking at the life of David in First Chronicles. Uh, we just had a message this last week, David, warrior of God, looking at the uh, the military victories of King David in First Chronicles chapters 18, 19, 20, and 21. So you can go and catch that message, stream it, uh, video or audio uh, at your convenience, as well as all of our messages recent and uh, archived uh, throughout the entire Bible. I'm Jason Vandeveer, pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker. Love to have you join me with your questions uh, here on Calvary Live or your prayer request, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to join me uh, on the air. I've got a text question here. It says, how can we defend uh, our beliefs without losing our temper, especially when people call our beliefs uh, a, a myth uh, a myth in uh, sky in a sky wizard. I haven't heard that one before, but uh, I, I get the, the the gist of it. Um, you know, I think that that's the that's key. I I uh, I can say this that I I remember uh, several times. Um, you know, at, at points uh, earlier, especially um, sharing sharing my faith with people or or you know, getting into uh, discussions about doctrine and, and about Christianity. And, and I can remember just like probably everybody else, you know, getting frustrated, getting irritated, um, even not uh, not behaving in the right way or, or in the way that I would have liked to have. And, and you know, obviously the, the number one thing that, that uh, helps us uh, in that regard uh, is uh, prayer. And, and just going to the Lord and, and asking the Lord uh, to, to help us uh, give to every man an answer, as the scripture says, um, but to do so in, in, in love, as, as Christ did, and, and not to do so in pride or not to do so uh, in anger or, or in frustration or any of these other fleshly uh, responses that, that sometimes, uh, you know, we, we unfortunately indulge. And, and, and one of the things that, that helped me uh, in that regard that the Lord, I believe, used to help me was I, I, 
I didn't, I, I so disliked the way uh, that I felt after I maybe treated somebody that way or after I didn't, didn't share the gospel in the, in, in the right way that I didn't forget it. And, and I'm glad that the Lord didn't let me forget it so that the next time, you know, I approached the situation, I wanted to do something very different and, and I would pray. And I think it's important to, because you don't know when, you know, a lot of the times these things come up and you don't know when they're going to come up. And so I think that that's why it's important, you know, not just in terms of conflict as a whole, um, but as you pray for each day for whatever conflicts may arise during that day that you would handle them properly, um, but also whatever opportunities that you would have to share the gospel, that you would pray at the beginning of the day, number one, to have those opportunities, uh, but number two, to know how to answer and to handle them uh, properly. And you'll find that things go a, a, a lot better uh, when you remember to do one simple thing and, and, and that's pray. Uh, but beyond that, you know, there, there is no technical answer because you, you know the answers. It's a matter of the heart. And, and the Lord is the one that can help us with our heart uh, in those challenging situations to be patient and to see people as Christ sees them, not to see it as an argument to be won uh, or to see people as the enemy, but to see people as those who need to be won over to Christ and to approach them uh, with that compassion and, and with that love. So I hope that helps you out. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Ken in Aurora. Ken, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for taking my yeah. call. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I was uh, I had a question for you regarding uh, John, uh, St. John's 7th chapter, mm -hmm. um, whereby Jesus was asked by his brothers who didn't believe that he was the Christ, but they were, he was saying, are you going to go to the Jewish uh, festival of tabernacles? And Jesus said that his time hadn't fully come and that he was not going to go. However, he went in secret. And so my question to you, Pastor, is, was Jesus being dishonest when he said he wasn't going to go, but he did go? No, and, and, and Jesus, of course, obviously never was dishonest, but he, knowing all things, um, if you look back in verse 6, uh, you know, he, he tells his brothers, you know, my time has not yet come, but your time is, is, already, is always ready. Uh, rather, and he tells them uh, to go up to the feast, but he says, I'm not yet going up to this feast, for my time has not yet uh, fully come. And so he remained in Galilee. Uh, then when his brothers had gone up, then he also went up. Um, but the idea is not that he went up with a, with a big commotion, because Jesus recognized uh, that, uh, you know, there was a, a, a certain... Um, danger in him doing so for two reasons um number one and by the way the word in in that's translated in secret there um it could also be translated in private so he he goes up he goes up in a more private rather he was obviously a very public person uh, but he takes a more private approach there are two dangers uh obviously uh at, at this time and we see both in the gospels that was those uh like those on the mount of precipice there uh who sought to kill Jesus uh before his time and then there were those that sought to promote him before his time 
right? And so Jesus, knowing all things, was sensitive to the timing of the Father. And you see him over and over saying in the scriptures, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. And that's because he was sensitive not only what he had come for, but exactly uh, the fulfillment of the timing of that. And there's a specific fulfillment of the timing of that. Uh, We see it in Daniel chapter 9. Of course, Sir Robert Anderson was knighted uh, for his work on the timing of the coming of the Messiah. And that uh, that comes out perfectly at the date of Jesus' triumphal entry, the week of his crucifixion. So Jesus was very... knowledge, knowing all things, being God in the flesh, knowing all things, very sensitive to the timing of the Father. But he tells his brothers, hey, your time's anytime. You know, and they're saying, you need to go up now. You need to just make yourself known. And he's saying, no, you know, first of all, it's not quite exactly the right time. And that's not exactly the right way uh, for me at this time to go up. There would be a time when he would be promoted, when they would be shouting, Hosanna, save now. He would make a very public appearance, but this wasn't that time. Okay. Yeah, sir. So I would encourage you to pick up a book, two books, actually. Uh, if you're interested in Daniel chapter 9 and the prophecy concerning the coming of the Messiah, the timing of the coming of the Messiah, um, I would encourage you to pick up two books. Number one is called The Coming Prince, The Coming Prince by Sir Robert Anderson. Uh, and he... His work is actually slightly improved upon in a book called uh, Chronological Aspects of the Life of Christ. Kind of a long, wordy title, but uh, probably one of the books in my library that I've had the longest and I've referred to more than any other book. It's not an enormous volume, uh, but extremely useful. Chronological Aspects of the Life of Christ. He actually builds, he does a lot of different things, but in part of it, he builds on the work of Sir Robert Anderson talking about the prophecy of Daniel concerning the timing in chapter 9, concerning the timing of the coming of the Messiah. And the author of the second book is Dr. Harold Honer, H-O-E-H-N-E-R, Dr. Honer uh, of Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, That book was written back in the 60s, uh, but it's still an excellent book. So uh, The Coming Prince and Chronological Aspects of the Life of Christ. You can probably get both at Amazon or online. Uh, You can probably get electronic copies of both if if you prefer to go that route. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. Yep, you bet. Hey, God bless you, Ken, and uh, have a great day. All right. God bless you, too. Bye. 303-690-3000. Jason Vandeveer here on Calvary Live. Great call and question from uh, Ken there. I'm looking forward to uh, many more from all of you. Uh, great text question. We let off the program there. Here's another question uh, regarding sharing our faith. The first text question we got was along those lines as well. It says, uh, what should we say to an unbeliever who says, uh, I just have a hard time believing? Also, is it okay to... Uh, uh, to give a birthday gift to such unbelievers? And if yes, can you recommend uh, a useful gift? Many thanks. So uh, yes and yes, uh, I have, uh, I think, some ideas on both of these things. First of all, what we say to an unbeliever who says they have a hard time believing, that doesn't surprise me. I, uh, the Bible says that faith is a gift. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, we're told that, that, uh, that uh, uh, faith is the gift of God. And so anybody who hasn't received that gift is going to have a hard time believing um, because you can't believe with 
without faith and and either you have that gift or you don't the good news is is that the bible also says in romans chapter 10 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so so there is a mechanism for receiving and the delivery of that gift now you said is it okay to give a birthday gift this is going to be a transition here is it okay to give a birthday gift to to unbelievers can i recommend a useful gift i can a bible uh, one of my favorite gifts to give people even unbelievers is a bible and uh, my one of my favorite bibles uh, is the word for today study bible pastor chuck smith uh, has incredible notes and everybody who i've ever given that bible to uh, still talks to me and raves about Pastor Chuck's notes in there and how much they love that and how it explains the Bible. And so, um, yeah, someone who has a hard time believing, I, I, I don't have a hard time believing that. And I say that uh, they need the gift of faith and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So give them a Bible, encourage them to read it, offer to uh, take them to church with you, uh, to pick them up, to meet them, to take them to lunch uh, afterwards, offer to go over to their house and meet them and share things with them that they're reading in the scriptures if they will read it. Uh, that is my, uh, that's my recommendation in that regard. I uh, hope it, uh, it, it it helps you out uh, uh, there as well. 303-690-3000 is the number to call uh, if you want to uh, join us on the air. If you'd prefer to text, uh, we've got a couple great texts there, 720 is the text number. Uh, give me a short one-sentence text if you can. Prayer requests are great. Uh, questions uh, are great as well. And uh, you can also call in live uh, and uh, join us on the air with your questions uh, or your prayer requests. One line for all, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandiver, pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, one of the many Calvary chapels uh, throughout the United States and throughout the world. Uh, and uh, if you're looking for a Calvary chapel in your area, I'd encourage you to go to calvarychapel.com. Use the church finder feature, calvarychapel.com, and use the church finder feature to uh, locate a Calvary chapel in your area that you can attend. And uh, if you're in our area, we'd love to have you uh, uh, attend. If you're in the Parker, Colorado area, Doug Douglas County-ish area, and uh, you can uh, you can get out to us. We'd love to meet you. Love to have you join us. Uh, next Sunday is a good opportunity. Nine or ten forty-five. Children's ministry uh, is available. Both services and worship, of course. And midweek we have uh, service on Wednesday night, seven p.m. Uh, children's ministry, youth ministry, all of that happening as well at seven p.m. on Wednesday nights. Also, we have uh, we're starting to get closer now. We have our next uh, Israel trip. I'll throw this out there too. Uh, if you've been to Israel before, or if you've never been to Israel before, we'd love to have you have you join us. And doesn't really matter where you live. We've had folks from all over the world travel to us to Israel. Uh, Trip before last, we had a missionary join us from the Ukraine. Uh, we've had, uh, uh, as I said, folks from all over the United States as well. And uh, we'd love to have you join us also. It's March 16 through 26, 2020. So uh, now's a good time to start planning for that. 35 plus sites, worship, Bible study uh, from north 
to south, almost Dan to Beersheba. Not quite Beersheba, but uh, uh, almost, as the Bible says, from Dan to Beersheba and east and west of those points. Jerusalem, of course, as well. The Dead Sea, the Sea of Galilee. If you'd like to join us uh, in Israel, we'd love to have you have you join us. We have pretty much uh, door-to-door, turnkey, everything taken care of uh, for you in terms of itinerary, transportation, entrance fees, breakfast, dinner each day. Uh, you'll get lunch with us while you're out. Uh, but uh, we've done this this trip about seven times or so, and so uh, we've learned a few things along the way, but we're always tweaking and getting better, adding new sites, and so we'd love to have you join us uh, March 16th through 26, uh, 2020. Now's a good time to get your deposit in and get your spot uh, reserved, and uh, you can go to Calvary Chapel Parker dot com calvarychapelparker.com click on there's a smaller israel graphic that comes up uh in a uh in a scrolling feature in the middle of the page there that you can click on that'll take you to a landing page on our site that has the full itinerary and brochure uh, all of the details and cost information registration forms travel insurance forms but inevitably you're going to have some questions and uh, as i said no matter where you're at you're welcome to travel with us we'll coordinate your travel not necessarily through denver if that doesn't make sense uh we might have you meet us up at some other point in our travel or in Israel itself, uh, but we can arrange travel from anywhere, but uh, we can also help you with registration uh, through our site as well. Uh, so if you have questions as you're looking at that, just give us a call. Uh, our contact phone number is on the site, or you can email us. Uh, our email is there as well, calvarychapelparker.com. Let's take some more calls. Let's go to Katie, also in Aurora. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm okay. Okay, what's going on? Um, so I don't really want to elaborate too much because I have both of my kids with me. Sure. Um, but I just, um, hang on, sorry. I, I wanted to see if I could have, um, a prayer request for my marriage. Things sure. have just been really, like, I just, it's like we were really pressing into the Lord and growing together, and mm-hmm. then it's just like, I feel like we're being, like, just attacked all around, and it's, like, mm-hmm. really, um, we're both haven't handled it, you know, the way that we haven't handled it in the spirit like we should, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we both have said things that, like, just, you know, words are, um, you know, they, they just, they, yeah. they hurt, so, um, yeah. We're just, we're fighting against each other, basically, instead of, I mean, we're not the enemy, you know, but we're, yep. um, it's just, it's just been really, really hard. Yeah. So. Well, definitely we can, I'd love to pray uh, for you, Katie, and for your husband, for your family. Um, do you have, uh, are you are you plugged in uh, at your church? Do you have a church? Oh, where yeah, yes, okay, we good. go to um, Calvary Aurora. Oh, we actually, excellent. we've been going, um to uh, marriage counseling for the last, like, two years because we weren't saved when we got married. Um, right. And then we both got saved afterwards. And well, so we have been doing, like, the premarital with um, the marriage pastor there. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Hey, you know what, though? Then you're, uh, the main thing I was concerned about is just, you know, obviously, Colin, and I want to pray for you, but I just also wanted to make sure that you have long-term, you know, follow-up encouragement and care, and you, and you do because you're, you're in a great church. So let me go ahead and, uh, and, and, and pray for you guys um, because – and just to encourage you, too, you know, that, that uh, um, don't – you know, don't get discouraged. Don't think that there's something wrong with you or that there's something wrong with your marriage or that there's something wrong with your husband. These things happen. You, you know, yeah. we're, we're in a battle. And so um, the question is, is how are we going to approach that battle? And uh, if we seek the Lord, he's going to answer. Let me let me lift you up and let us all okay. who are li- listening. We have many, many listeners right now that are going to join us and and uh, and lift you guys up in prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for Katie and uh, and, and her children and her husband, Lord, I, I, I just thank you. First of all, I thank you for saving them. Lord, we, we think of where they were, Lord, without you, and now they know you and they have the hope of heaven and, and, and eternal life, Lord, with you. But uh, as is often the case, uh, Lord, the enemy has uh, set his sights on them, on their marriage, on their family. And so, Lord, we just pray that, uh, that, that you would uphold them, that you would... Uh, that you would lift them up, that you would build them up, that you would surround them uh, with protection, Lord, that, uh, um, that you would strengthen them. Lord, that those things that have been done and said, that they would be healed. Uh, Lord, that they would once again be drawn uh, closer to you and closer to each other than ever before. And Lord, that you would just work powerfully in their marriage and their family, blessing them, blessing their children, blessing all around them, using them mightily in, in, in ministry and in service for your glory. Lord, I just pray for for those around them at church, their their friends and, and the pastors at Calvary Aurora, Lord, that you would uh, just give them a fit word uh, to, to, to share each time and something that that, that will encourage and, and, and strengthen them. And Lord, I, I, uh, I know I have complete confidence in you that you, that you are going to work. We have faith and we have trust in you because we have seen you work so many times. And so Lord, I just pray that you'd help them, Lord, as, as, as they're, they're going through a low time, they're going through a, a, a dry time, Lord, I just pray that you would, you would lift them up. Lord, that you would restore their joy and that the joy of the Lord uh, would be their strength, uh, Lord, and that you would just work mightily in them and in, in, in their marriage, Lord. And, and, and I just pray for Katie right now, Lord, that you would just comfort her heart, that, that you would give her uh, your peace. Lord Jesus, we thank you that, uh, that you have promised us that you will give us your peace. Uh, not just any peace, but your peace, and not as the world gives. And so, Lord, I just pray uh, that that you would just extend uh, your peace uh, to her, to her husband, to her family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Absolutely, and thank you. Thank you for calling. That's... Uh, that's what we do. You know, when we go through hard times, we just call and we ask people to pray for us or we, we talk to our friends and ask them to pray and, and uh, yeah. keep doing the right thing. Yeah, I've been doing that. My friends have been praying for us. Well, you have good friends and, and uh, uh, just, you know what, as hard as it is, you just keep going. Just keep moving forward. Keep trusting the Lord. Keep seeking Him. Keep yeah. doing the right thing. And, uh, yeah. and and the Lord's going to work. Keep loving your kids. Keep loving your husband. Keep seeking the Lord. And and uh, we go through these hard seasons, but they don't last forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, like to the other <laughs> side, you know. I, I I get that. Hang on. Sometimes sometimes all we can do is just hold on. We're like Jacob, just just holding on to the Lord. Just saying, I'm not yeah. gonna let go. I'm not gonna let go of you, Lord, till you bless me. Yes. Hang in there, Thank Katie. God so bless much. you. Yep, you have a you have a wonderful afternoon. God bless your chip kids. Thank you. God yep, you bet. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. We're coming up on a commercial break here, so jot that number down, or better yet, just give us a call right now. We'll get you lined up for after the break. Great time to call during the break, and we can get you and uh, lined it up, lined up for the next half of our program, the next segment. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That's the number to call for all. And if you prefer to text seven two zero. Three three six zero eight nine seven. Give me a short uh, one sentence text of your question or your prayer request, and we'll answer as many of those as we can. Jason Vanderveer here with you on uh, Calvary Live, and going to be taking more calls and questions uh, after our break. Looking forward to it. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back. Jason Vandeveer here with you on Calvary Live. And again, that number, if you want to join me on the air, 303-690-3000. If you prefer to text Give me a short one-sentence text, prayer requests, and questions. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Josh in Commerce City. Josh, welcome to the program. Hi, uh, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's it going for you today? Uh, you know, we've we've seen some better days. Um, you know, recently my wife and I you know, have been together, been married for about five years, uh, April 10th, and uh, all together about eight years total. Um, you know, we, we started off, you know, young and, you know, we had some, that our first child, um, you know, about six years ago hmm. and then our, uh, our baby girl was born about four years ago and we decided to get baptized earlier this year, back in March. And, um, it was great. Um, you know, getting in, we, the, the church spoke to us, the gospel was there, you know, it was something that just touched us both. And, um, you know, there were messages that, you know, sparked both of our interest here, and we're, you know, it, it broke us down, but it, it made us realize that, you know, we had a lot lot more to work with uh, together and uh, have a solid, you know, build a build more in a foundation. Well, you know, uh, I know I haven't been the best husband. You know, I've definitely had to uh, work on my own, you know, communication skills and, um, you know, be, be there more for my wife when she needed me. You know, and there was a, there was a point in time recently where, we both hit a crossroads where, um, you know, infidelity came into the picture. And, you know, the social media, negative, um, um, you know, people around us, influences, that kind of stuff. And it ultimately, you know, brought us into a crossroads where, you know, she's done her wrong. And, you know, fortunately, you know, I did my wrong as well. And, you know, two scratches didn't make anything better. And finally, we just came to this point where, you know, there's, there's got to be something that gives. There's something that happened that wasn't. Godlike, you know, it, it didn't it didn't progress us at all. It just pulled us away um, pulled us away from each other, and mm-hmm. you know, and where we're at now, it's just you know, um, 
it's filed for our divorce mm-hmm. earlier this week, you know, and I know that it, between both of us, we, we both know that we have a strong bond together. We've just grown apart over the year, and, and with all of this negative stuff around us, it's just so hard to see what's ahead, and mm-hmm. all we see is our own lives taking its own different course and splitting the house. It's just been so difficult for both of us, and, you know, and uh, we're starting to get back into our Bible study groups, you know, and, and get more involved with the church, and, you know, and I'm hoping we become a better man out of this, you know, whatever she feels like she's going to gain there, and I feel that, you know, we can pull through together, and, you know, whether yeah. we stay together or not, you know, just um, in the grace of the Lord. Yeah, and and what is, so, I mean, you mentioned that you filed filed for divorce um, mm-hmm. recently, but, but where, what's the status of, of that, and, and in particular, your desire and her desire? Is it, is it to perhaps work things out, or, or, or you know, are, it sounds sure. like you're, you're both involved in, in, in your church, and, and so what kind mm-hmm. of, where, where's that all at? So we really haven't been too much involved with the church uh, recently okay. with all of this going on. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I just started going again last Sunday. I've been speaking to my pastor here at Orchard Church up um, in Commerce City. Okay. Um, you know, we're uh, we're both networking with different groups right now. She's actually extending a class tonight at 7, uh, 7 p.m., and I have my class starting up in September. Yeah. Um, and where we're at, we filed last Monday with the courts, and mm-hmm. we're looking at, you know, not getting into the courts until... Uh, mid-September-ish, but um, now as far as where we both stand, we've both, you know, um, tried to, I guess, quote, quote, try to work things out, but, you know, it's kind of difficult to go along that path if you're not both on the same page, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, and, hey, I don't feel like you're changing right now, or I don't feel like this is changing, or I don't feel like that we can forget and, you know, forgive and move forward, and so, but where I know where we're at, we're both living in the same house right now, our kids are our kids are great, getting ready to start school, and it's, um, you know, I think that, you know, it's got to give some kind of hope, something for us to uh, look forward to. Yeah. That, uh, well, I would I would tell you this, Josh, and, and the reason I ask the questions is, is you know, obviously, you know, you, you've mentioned significant things, but you, you haven't shared with me anything that, that the Lord can't heal. And so you haven't shared with me anything that tells me that this is a hopeless situation. And and I don't believe with the Lord there is a hopeless situation. And so, you know, um, when you tried to work it out before, though, it, it, admittedly, you know, you weren't in the right place. So, so mm-hmm. you know, you weren't, you know, you neither of you was really in fellowship or or anything like that. So, so really, in that situation, you're probably not going to have much success or at least any lasting success. But now it sounds like, you know, you guys are more getting back on the right track. And I would encourage you to to despite you know, all of the um, the issues that are in the past there and, and, and all of the things that have happened, um, I'm still telling you that it can be worked out. And, and, and I would encourage you to to go to your pastors and, and leaders at the church and, and whoever's available uh, in your fellowship to, to spend time with you to, to get counseling, to be encouraged and 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 allow since fortunately you know you're early on in the the divorce process and and those things can be reversed as well um you know up to a certain point and you haven't 
doesn't sound like you've gotten anywhere near that point now. So my encouragement is is to be open to that, to to be praying about that. Now, obviously, that's a two-way street. You know, you've got to be open, and your wife's got to be open to it as well. But 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 all you can control is yourself, and and just being open to the right things, and 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 to to ministering to her, regardless of you know what the situation is at at the present time, and to love her, uh, regardless of what the situation is at the present time. Um, considering the commitments that that you you made to each other and sp- especially the commitment that you made to her um which is you know a commitment regardless of how you went about it uh, at the time um before god and so um you know and then obviously there's considerations with kids and so you know my my encouragement to you is is that uh don't don't be discouraged don't uh, you know, don't lose hope and don't stop praying uh, for the Lord to work a miracle in your marriage. And we can pray for that, uh, you know, before we before we go. But uh, but I believe that the Lord can do it. And I believe that that's, you know, I, I'm not sure if you or your wife necessarily want that. I hope that you would. Uh, but I know that that's what the Lord wants. And ultimately, you know, our desires need to be, you know, his desires. And if they're not, we need to pray uh, that he would make those desires. And and a lot of times people's desires aren't just because there's so much hurt and pain and, and, and everything else there. But I've seen the Lord uh, work in situations just like this. And so, um, you know, obviously there's provisions uh uh in these types of situations uh, uh for divorce, but they, they're not requirements. And right. and there's no requirement that your that your marriage ends, and I believe that that the Lord desires to heal. So let's do this. Let's uh, let's pray. And we've got so many great people listening all, all over the world and all over the country uh, who who are listening, who can be praying for you guys, and who can join us right now as we pray. How's that sound, Father? We uh, I just uh, thank you for Josh and uh, Lord. I just thank you for the work that you're doing and he and his wife right now, just working in their hearts. Lord, I just pray that uh, uh, that you would just be drawing them, just drawing them into a deeper, closer relationship with them, uh, with you and and uh, Lord, we uh, and with one another, Lord. And we pray for healing. We we know, Lord, that that there's nothing too hard for you, nothing that you can't heal, nothing that you can't do, and. And, and and we pray, Lord, uh, that you would just work in this situation to uh, bring a desire for healing and to bring healing and to bring restoration. And, and that even though uh, uh, papers have been filed for a divorce, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, that, that wouldn't happen. Lord, I pray that, that, that this marriage would be uh, restored and, and that you would just bless uh, this family, bless these children. Lord, you, uh, you specialize in, in, in situations that have come to the brink, Lord, and we pray that you would uh, uh, just bring this relationship back uh, in you. And I pray for the next few days and, and weeks. I pray for wisdom for the leadership of their church. I pray that as they uh, go tonight and, and, and coming up to different events there, that they would... Uh, just be encouraged in you that that they be encouraged by your presence and your love and lord i i uh, i just pray that they would know that uh, uh, lord that that they're not condemned lord that you don't condemn them uh, but that you you come and you desire to restore and you d- desire to heal and you desire to work and so lord we just thank you that uh, that they love you that they know you and we pray that you would just work uh, through that relationship that they have with you as they commune with you, Lord. Just bless Josh, bless his wife, bless his children, Lord. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, well, Pastor. 
Absolutely. And, you know, give us a, a call back here. Uh, any one of the pastors uh, hosting the program here Monday through Friday and uh, 4 to 5 p.m. here local time for you. And uh, let us know how things are going for you and how we can pray for you. Great. Sounds great. Have a good day. Yep, you as well. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer with you here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Matt in Drake, Colorado. Matt, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for waiting so patiently. How's, uh, how's your day going? It's doing fantastic. Good. What's on your mind today? Well, I've, um, I've been a Christian all my life. I found the Lord and got born again when I was in high school. And, uh, oh, why am I getting choked up? I don't get this here. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. my, question, my question concerns... Um, I, I have been my whole life. I was my, my my father and mom raised me kind of Catholic, and then we were Lutheran, and so I've been kind of dipped into both doctrines. And um, I've really never struggled with the with this issue of prayer to uh, Mary, prayer to Jesus's mom. And for some reason, over the last oh couple years. It has been slowly creeping into my head to the point where I'm I am now questioning everything I'm saying. Oh, oh, because I've always thought it was pray only. God says pray only to me. Um, pray to my son. I don't. So and I'm trying so hard to be so respectful because I just don't know. And in a very tongue-in-cheek way, I don't. You know, when I die and I'm standing there in heaven, I. It's like if Mary's there and she's like, why didn't you pray to me? You know, or Jesus saying, why did you diss my mom? I, and, I, yeah. and, and it starts becoming this really strange, bizarre conversation in my head. And so I was hoping I could get some clarification from the non-Catholic. I've got plenty of the Catholic perspective. Sure. But I want to understand, I mean, because there's parts, there's parts there where it seems like it's a sin to pray to anybody but God. Yeah, and 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 uh, so let's talk about it. But but let's talk about it um, from from this perspective, Matt. Um, I think it's important. You know, there's all, there's man's perspective, and uh, Jesus got on on the uh, the Pharisees for teaching as as commandments the doctrines of men. And we've got to be very careful of the doctrines of men, whether they be Catholic, whether they be Lutheran, whether they be, you know, uh, non-denominational, you know, whatever label we put on it. We, we have to be careful of the doctrines of men. And that's why it's important to, you know, to be like the Bereans in Acts chapter 17, because they searched the scriptures to see, to check out what Paul was teaching. Acts 17, verse 11, to see if what, what, what Paul was saying was, was accurate, they went to the Scripture. And so that, that, that needs to be our, our, our rule. That, that, that needs to be our measure. That needs to be what we, what we base our life and our doctrine on is the Word of God and, and not necessarily some theological construct that, uh, that, that uh, maybe was developed uh, by men or that was developed by men. So in, 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 with that, you know, um, with that uh, beginning there, with that with that uh, uh, introduction, I, I I would say this that that we're taught in the scripture to pray uh, to the Father in the name of the Son, 
Jesus taught us uh, in his, what we know as the Lord's Prayer is really the disciples' prayer because it's a model prayer for disciples. And he taught us to pray, Our Father which art in heaven. So, So to pray to the Father. And then in John chapter 14, Jesus says, Whatever you ask in my name... That I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So, so we're taught to to pray primarily. Although we do see, uh, like Stephen uh, praying to the Son, and we we uh, it, it's okay to pray to the to the Son or, or or to the Spirit. But primarily, the address of our prayers, the one we direct our prayers to, uh, is the Father uh, through His Son, because we we come boldly to the throne of grace. Uh, uh, as Hebrews tells us, through the Son of God, and so um, in um, in in First Timothy two verse five, it tells us that there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So so we pray to the Father through one mediator and one mediator alone, and that's uh, uh, that's through Jesus uh, Christ. And and you don't need to to really worry about. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, not praying to Mary and maybe, you know, going to uh, uh, heaven and and somehow, you know, there there's this thing. Well, why didn't you pray uh, to Mary? I, I I think that was the the gist of your, at least as I understood your question. You don't need to worry about that because um, Mary enjoys no special. Uh, mediator status of course within catholicism mary is co-redemptress and and you know they they pray not only to mary but they pray to the saints but uh, but this is not scriptural um there there there's nothing that supports this in scripture in fact the scripture as you said discourages this and 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 in fact sends us in the other direction i like in 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 mark chapter 3 there where they tell jesus you know hey your mother and your brother uh brothers are here and he says who is my mother who who are my brothers <laughs> you know what i mean so so i wouldn't want to put a lot of hope in the fact that i was praying to you know well i'm praying in your mother's name and jesus says, who's my mother who's my brother those who do the will of god you know, uh, uh, so so the scripture really discourages that, and and uh, but it is a doctrine of men, and and I would say that it's uh, it's false doctrine, and it's and it's and it's misleading, and and it, and it's even harmful because it leads people away from from where where prayer uh, really ought to be directed, and and in whose name there really is power. Yeah, that's you know, and that's exactly what you know. The thing about it is that I've I've always been blessed. God's blessed me with a really good gut. I I trust my gut, and I'm going to call that my my conscious, my soul, whatever. But it's just it's always felt just uncomfortable to mm-hmm. do that to pray, yeah. and I just never been able to grasp it. And yeah. Well, the Bible calls that discernment. What, you know, what you're referencing as your gut, the Bible calls that discernment, and that's from the Lord, and that's the Lord uh, putting that in your heart and telling you that that's wrong. The enemy would love for you, uh, you know, the enemy would love for you to pray in the name of Mary and the saints all day long, because there's no power in. Them. Yeah, that's... they don't have the power to answer. He he say, do that all day long. Go for it. Do it. Knock yourself out. But he doesn't want you praying to the Father in the name of Jesus because there's power when we pray uh, to God in that way. So, um, yeah, you're on the right track. Keep, uh, 
keep uh, uh, going down that road. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord. And uh, Jesus said, whatever you ask according to my will, uh, uh, whatever you, you, you ask the Father in my name, and, and of course we pray according to his will, he, he'll answer. And he's going to work. All right, Matt, did we lose you? Nope, I'm here. Oh, I'm you're here. there. Okay. It, it went a little eerily silent. I thought yeah. I dropped. I thought we dropped you. So, well, does that answer your question? Are you, thank are you, you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And just absolutely love the show. Love, love everything. I just love this station. And uh, yeah, so thankful that it's that um that it's on the air and I'm able to listen to it all day. So yeah. thank well, you. Well, thank thank you for listening and and thank you for calling and, and God bless you, Matt. God bless you too. Thank you. Bye bye. You bet. 303-690-3000, Jason Vanderveer with you. Let's go to Michelle in Maryland, who has been waiting patiently. Michelle, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, yeah. So my question, my question is, what is the distinguish between a fine line of sinning and saying the devil made me do it? Right. Yeah. Well, here, so if I understand your question um, are you asking about the difference between uh, between temptation, um, you know, from the enemy and and just the desires of your flesh? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I just want to make sure I understand you correctly. Well, first of all, let me let me just say this: that that there is kind of a there's some people they don't they don't distinguish at all. In other words, everything is the devil. The devil made me do it. You know, and the there's a demon behind every bush and and you know there's there's a demon for everything. And and the fact is is that that's just not uh um you know that that, that that's not scriptural. There's really a uh there's really three different kinds of uh of temptations that we encounter and and sources for um you know sending us in the wrong direction in terms of sin um the 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 first is obviously the uh, is satan and and temptations that come from satan um the second is the world and just the 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 temptations that are naturally around us and the third is the temptations that are within us that is our own flesh and 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 our fallen sin nature. So to put that in in a little bit different way, sometimes I want to sin just because uh, naturally within me uh, that's what I want to do, and I have a desire to do that. Sometimes I I I I'm I'm enticed by things around me, and sometimes it's a specific uh, temptation from the enemy. Um, so there's not always a way to distinguish. Um, what is is causing that, um, nor do I think that we really always need to know. Um, what we really need to, to know is, is that we can resist and we should resist all three. Um, so sometimes, you know, I, uh, I I think we might spend a lot of time trying to figure out, well, where is this coming from? Uh, when in reality, we just need to put our efforts toward uh, resisting. Uh, but uh, you know, sometimes it is the enemy, and 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 after a while, you kind of learn the strategies uh, of the enemy, and you can say, you know, uh, where did that come from? That's that's uh, that's the enemy. Sometimes it's very clearly just uh, things that are out there in in the world, and they're just always kind of there. And sometimes you can say, you know what? 
I, I, I recognize that, and uh, that's something that's just coming from me and my, my own flesh and, and my own desire. So I, I think it's a, it's a very fine point, uh, theologically speaking, uh, and, and it's not always something that is possible to say the exact source of it, uh, but I would say this, that I wouldn't worry too much about it uh, so long as you, you know how to resist it regardless of where it's coming from. Does that make sense, Michelle? Make a lot of sense. Make a yeah. lot of sense. Thank yeah. Thank you. You bet. And so in other words, it's, it's kind of like this, you know, I mean, uh, the enemy's shooting arrows at you and, and or arrows are flying your way. Um, you know, it, it may not be as important to know where they're coming from as it is to duck. <laughs> I yeah. got you. Yeah. You got me? Yeah. You follow me? So I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to get out the way from a flying arrow. <laughs> so get way. down. So, 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 so duck. <laughs> God bless you, Michelle. I have, a, I have, a quick, I have yep. another quick question. Sure, go for it. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now when someone say, like, I will be there in the spirit life on wedding in California, and, you, yeah. and I can't make it to the wedding, but I will be there in the spirit. How can I be there in the spirit when I'm here in Maryland? Yeah, well, I would say that that's a lot cheaper to say that, right, <laughs> than, than to actually get on a plane and fly there. But uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone, but uh, but uh, it, it doesn't really work that way. But maybe what they're trying to say is is that you know they'll be they'll be thinking and. And and praying, uh, if that's what they're saying, if they're saying, look, you know, my my heart is 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 toward you, is for you, and and for this wedding, and I'm going to be thinking about you, and I'm going to be praying, you know, that's that's one thing. But uh, the reality is, uh, uh, in in this life and in this body, I'm confined to where I am at the moment, and I can't be two places at once. So that's just probably uh, what we what we might say is uh, some people's version of uh, of uh, Christianese, and uh, you know we we got to think about what we're saying, make sure it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make okay. a whole lot of sense to me. So you know maybe that's uh, something that if uh, someone's listening right now and that's part of their vocabulary, maybe they want to give that some thought as to uh, whether or not. Uh, <laughs> whether or not it makes a whole lot of sense to keep saying that. But uh, uh, I appreciate you. God, God, God is everywhere, but I'm not God, so he's everywhere. Exactly. God, God is there, and God is here, yeah. but uh, but we're just here, right. wherever, wherever okay. here is. Hey, I appreciate yeah. your question, and I appreciate your call. I hope you're doing well and uh, uh, there in, in, in Maryland and staying cool. Yes, thank you. God bless. God bless you, Michelle. Three zero three. Uh, we've got time for for one more call. All lines are open. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number if you want to call. Uh, or seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven if you want to text. I have a text question here uh, from a person uh, who's a Christian, uh, born again believer, but is struggling with uh, smoking cigarettes. What does the Bible say about smoking, and uh, can I still uh, have a close relationship? Now, um, the Bible doesn't ad address uh, smoking specifically because, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, you know, this is something that is more of a modern cultural uh, thing and, and, and wasn't so much of an issue, at least, you know, the way that it is today. Um, 
you know, back then. But uh, there's a lot of things that the Bible doesn't specifically address that the principles of the Bible address. And, uh, you know, uh, Paul talked about uh, not being brought uh, under the power uh, of anything. He said in verse uh, 12 of 1 Corinthians 6, he said, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And the, the key there that I think of, about in, in this type of context is, is brought under the power. Brought under the power. The, the idea of, of, of addiction really falls into that, of, of, of being brought under the power of, of, of something. And there's a lot of things, you know, that, that uh, as believers uh, we can do, and it's not as though the Lord loves us less or that we're, we're going to, you know, uh, uh, not be saved or something like that. But it's just a matter of, of being under the power of something other than the Spirit of God, number one. And also uh, what I, uh, I share with people sometimes is it, it's a matter of, you know, uh, better, you know, good, better, and best. You know, God's best for our lives. And, and there are, in this case, it's not even something that's good. It's, it's not healthy uh, for you. And, of course, there's all sorts of ramifications in terms of, you know, uh, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and so we've got to take that seriously. Uh, and also, you know, as I said, uh, from a health standpoint, but then just being brought under the power of, uh, of, of something. And so, you know, as a believer, uh, if you're struggling, with with smoking and and uh, you know stopping smoking, I'm not trying to lay some kind of trip on you, uh, but uh, just trying to encourage that, that that there is something better uh, and that there is something else that the Lord desires to to have be a dominant feature in your life, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit, not the power of anything else. And if you're struggling with this, uh, I believe that God wants to deliver you from this or any other uh, addiction or, or thing that controls you. Uh, and, and as Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, walk in the Spirit. Not, don't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Pray, uh, fast and pray and ask uh, the Lord to deliver you. Uh, put yourself in a position to succeed where, where these things are not readily available to you. Utilize some of the tools available to, uh, to quit smoking. In other words, uh, some of the, the other uh, uh, patches and gums and things of that nature. But rely on the Spirit of God uh, to deliver you. Hey, that's all we have time for now. And appreciate all of you uh, calling today here on Calvary Live. Calvary Live will be back uh, next week. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be back with you a few times next week. Uh, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.